Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, hey there, Jonathan, and uh, happy Thursday. Jonathan. I was supposed to be speaking to one person. Ah, yes. So I picked Jonathan. I assume well, we have he, a listener named Jonathan, right? He, uh, well, chances are yes. Yeah, see? Yeah. It's the internet, I'm man. I'm speaking to a girl named Skylar. Skylar. Sorry. Like the mom I, in Breaking Bad? I'm just going to have a hard time. No, I think we're all supposed to be talking to the same person. I guess. Yeah. Can it be John? Well, uh, Skylar Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skylar Nathan. <laughs> Skonathan. All right. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday huh? to you. Happy Thursday to you. And happy Thursday to you, Jonathan Skyler. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to You Should Check It Out, our weekly music podcast just for you. And uh, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have a packed a packed show for you today. And Nick, I, I think... I got nothing. No, no, no. No, sir. You don't get to bail out so early. It's oh, it's your go. You're, you're up first. So, Nick, what do you have for us this week's? I'd like to actually just go right to my song oh, first because sure. it's gonna it's gonna establish the topic pretty well, I think. And that song would be? I would like to listen to Snare Hanger by Battles. You got it. Yes. Brings me back, that man. Is a, that is a good song. It brings you back. It does. And this I, this I now know. 2007. Um, correct. This song is 12 years old, over 12 years old. It is brand spanking new to this guy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I was, um, we were actually, we were practicing. We had the, rehearsal. The group that we last, play with. Yeah, we had a yeah, rehearsal last last, last Thursday. And, no, um, we were recording the podcast last Thursday. Yeah. Well, naturally, but then we do the rehearsals immediately following because we oh, got a right. studio. Yeah, right. for, what was that thing? Yeah, right. yeah. So we were rehearsing, and the bassist mentioned, "You know what you got? You know you need to listen to is, is battles." And I think he might have had a mouthful of pretzels mm. or something like I can't remember because <laughs> I didn't hear him clearly, and I distinctly heard the word battles, but I didn't know if he was re- referencing like where he was in his life or I don't know, <laughs> just some sort of argument. I am not sure. Right. So I had him repeat it, and I had not heard of this I, band I just, before. I, my, my jaw just dropped that Nick Klein had never heard of the band Battles. Not like I could understand that if you had heard them and you just didn't like the sound or didn't dig it back in the day, but the fact that you hadn't heard of Battles? Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder if I've been recommended this band many times and just always thought somebody <laughs> was referring to like where they were in their life or something, like in a battle or something. I don't know, but no, I... I don't know how, guys, but I've well, I completely missed this band. So, welcome to the club, man. 
yeah, yeah. well, that was kind of the in, that was also the words as we were leaving practice was, I think you might have found your new favorite band, buddy. You know, go enjoy this, <laughs> and mm-hmm. enjoy it. I have uh, really? enjoy it. I have this this particular song is fantastic, and uh, actually, while we were still kind of putzing around cleaning up after the end of rehearsal, put up a video of them playing this live, and it's a it's a trio. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, as soon as you listen to it, there's a heck of a lot more going on than three instruments. Sure. And then we started getting into a little bit of a conversation. The essence of what they do relies heavily upon essentially looping pedals. Right. Um, that they set up loops and, you know, set the loop and then continue on and kind of vamp on that loop. Right. And I didn't vocalize this at the time, but I mean, I thought it and then I was like, maybe I need to reevaluate this thought. And it. Well, I saw your face kind I, of been, drop a little bit whenever oh did you okay yeah okay yeah or because the, the mood for me, changed that, a, a bit that kind of took the wind out of it for me huh. and i've been trying to think about why why is that why do i have such a bias against bands that will that will utilize looping pedals maybe part of it gets back to you know if you can't play it straight you know you're faking it and you know with enough looping you can sound like anybody if you go to the old um genre that jack conti started on youtube where you have to show yourself playing each instrument but he's not a drummer so he would play each drum part individually <laughs> and then loop those and i mean fantastic songs yeah. no doubt about it but it still took something out of it for me because right. you know you had to piece this together one one part of the drum set at a time so that is my topic for today well what am, am i what, crazy let's, let's am i be crazy spe- in, let's in be specific it, it, wh- okay what is it that when you had that initial reaction when you found out that th- that the sounds that you were hearing on the record weren't the instrumentalists playing those sounds live in the studio okay so a studio recording inherently like when you're in the studio you have the luxury of overdubbing and multi-tracking and so i'm not taking issue with the fact that in the studio they utilize the technology Okay. For some reason, though, when they're going and performing this live and they're, they've mastered the looping pedal technology as much as they've mastered their instrument. I'm not taking sure. away their the musicianship of what they're doing, but something is lost for me in that. I, I don't know what why that is, and I, I feel like I'm wrong. I just, that <laughs> inherently, I've been really evaluating it, and I just, I don't, it loses its magic for me. I don't know. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because it's definitely a bias that I have. To put it as succinctly as possible, you're utilizing technology, and this is an unfair assessment, but in my mind, it's utilizing technology to pull off something you couldn't pull off otherwise. Right. Like utilizing these looping to pedals to be able to play parts that you can't physically play, not because it's not within the capability of a drummer to do it, but because right. it's right. too hard. What do you think, Greg? Well, I mean, if you look at like the drum set as a piece of technology, <laughs> like that's something that you couldn't play. Like... Y- 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's all tools. Not yet. Not they're yet. All, Keep going. They're all, like, the drum set, the loop pedal are all tools to create sound. You know, I, to me, like, there's no such thing as cheating in music. Your arms and legs can stop moving and the music can keep going. Yeah, but he's not claiming, like, oh, I did play this. And then it turns like, it's like you go under the hood and it's like, oh, he was just using a looping pedal the whole time. He's just right. making music right. with whatever tools he has. And. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm not still saying he's hit claiming that, that he's not. You still have to hit right. that trigger right in time. You have to make sure that you know the rest of the band is locked into that group. We also I, have to acknowledge one quick thing about this particular musician is that before battles, this dude was the helmet. drummer yeah. in helmet, and like yeah. 
Helmet did not use any of that stuff. So here we are now. Okay, let me clarify because I need to say this again. I am not saying he is not an excellent drummer. I know. I am saying. I, I think we all understand. I'm that. saying, but I know, but I, I'm not taking anything away from him as a an individual drummer. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, as soon as that was made, as soon as that was that fact was revealed to me, it totally lost some of the impressive. Even though it's still right. a fantastic song, because it felt like a stitched together composition. Right. That was not actually a recording of somebody playing their instrument. Yeah, but it's still just, you know, you're just manipulating sound in a certain way. And it's not going to be the same if someone, for instance, like Terry Bazio takes your stitched together composition and then actually physically plays it on a drum set somehow. It's going to sound different. Yeah. Right? Because your samples are just never going to sound like an actual drum set. So, like, to me, like, okay, I take, uh, for instance, uh, there was a band that came out, a really corny band called Dragon Force that came out a couple, <laughs> like, like, a decade ago. And then cool. and they were playing, like, insanely fast metal, like, guitar things. Yeah. Okay. And everyone was like, whoa, these guys are, like, the fastest guitarists I've ever heard in my right, life. Right, and then right. it came out that they were, like, speeding it up. Oh, really? They're literally just like speeding everything up. So it's kind of like Milli Vanilli stuff. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. And so like, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, but that. But Wait, what is your point? My point is that they was were that speeding. Was that okay? No, it wasn't okay because like there wasn't a disclaimer on right. that. You know what I mean? So like that, they were sort of like. That's yeah. where I was going to jump in. Like that if they're trying to get away with something that they're not being clear about, like if they're mm-hmm. trying to enhance their own abilities through something that they can't do on their own, like a Millie Vanilli, like they're singing along to backing tracks where they're playing. I, what's the other example? Um, Dragon Force. Dragon Force, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Using Force. technology to do something mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be able to do and doing it under the auspices of, hey, isn't this amazing what I can do on my own? Yeah, that's really it's disingenuous, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but mm-hmm. in my mind, like, them speeding it up made it sound bad. Like, I could tell that there was something weird about it. It didn't, it couldn't sure. reach my okay. soul yeah. when yeah. I heard that stuff. And it was because it was, like, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunked. You, time you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was time shifted. And it's the same thing with, like, someone who uses auto-tune and, or drum correction. You know, eventually you lose the swing. You lose the human the human feel of it. But in this case, right. and when I, when I mentioned that he was the drummer for Helmet, I was like, don't forget he's the drummer for Helmet. He's awesome. I wasn't trying to say that. What I was trying to say is that he was in this band Helmet, and that was just a very straight-ahead band. No electronics, no gimmicks, none of none of that. Yeah. You know, so when I heard about battles, I was like, "Yo, it's got the drummer from Helmet." I was definitely surprised personally when I heard the sort of electronic elements because they're on Warp Records, I believe, which is like the home of Aphex Twin and Square. Yeah. So they're like an electronic band. They're, they're mm-hmm. kind of considered an electronic band. Right. Um, so which kind of puts a different spin on it for me. Sure. Personally. Yeah. That's all. I can see that. I think I can it's, see yeah, that. It's, it's context, Nick. Yeah, I mean, like, if you are willing to say that anytime you use a pre-recorded track, even in a live context, if that puts you out of the realm of res- quote-unquote respectable music in your eyes, I mean, you're dis- you're disregarding an entire genre, you know, or genre. It is not. I am by no means making a blanket statement that I am not that I have no respect for it. it it's just that it knocked it down a peg or two. Okay. If that makes sense, like no lack of respect, it's just when I hear that drum beat, Mm -hmm. like that's that is a complicated. It's in four, but it is so complicated. Now now you're not thinking about oh gosh, how is he doing that? Oh man, how would I do like that's Mm -hmm. so cool. Like I want to practice that. I get you. And then it's 
and then he, it's actually the effect is accomplished via a loop pedal. Right. <sighs> yeah. Right, right, right. I will but actually, to that point, not with the pre-recorded. W- what about if you're using loop pedals, and you're bringing in pre-recorded stuff? Like, is there a line where? It, well, you guys where... were trying to sell me on Ed Sheeran the other day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you said that's all he does. I all I know is that he goes out there with his loop stuff and like a little like travel guitar, and fans go home happy. I mean, I was yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would still put the quality of musicianship of battles well above Ed Sheeran. Right. Maybe not like songwriter. I guess I was talking caliber, talking more about like electronic music and DJ sets and and things like that, where it's all you know the basis of what they're doing is is pre recorded, but it is a performance. Um, and I will also say that I saw Battles in, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago, and, and I saw them play live at the Double Door, and it was fantastic. And it was yeah. every bit as good as the record and an impressive performance. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I can totally understand why your phrase, it knocks it down a peg or two. I, I guess I can see that. I think it just comes from the fact that it was like, oh, there's this trio. Oh, my gosh, this sounds like King Crimson 25 years later on steroids. This is freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, this all of a sudden became electronic music, and uh, it was just kind of like a little bit of wind out of the sails. That, mm. That's all that's right. all. All so, right. Well, fair enough. Thank, thank you know. for indulging. Thank you for indulging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, all good. Our pleasure, man. And uh, keep your mind open, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, Whatever. We I'm can, set. Um, I got it. Because you still haven't heard what Greg has is about to play. That's true, yeah. <laughs> right, right, um, right. Lastly, while we're on battles, Absolutely. my buddy uh, Will, who was in the funk arc, you met Jay. You met him, mm-hmm. the keyboardist. Yep. He played in Antibalas, yep. and uh, Antibalas got hired to play at this like rich guy's party. I don't know who he was <laughs> or whatever. And Antibalas is pretty expensive band to book. All right, just a lot of them. There's like twelve guys at least. Right on. You know. Mm-hmm. So he, anyway, but this guy is like, I'm a big fan of you guys. I'm hiring you for my party. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he invites them. And he got, he got another band, though. And that other band was Battles. Shut the F up. Yeah. And so he had like Antibalas and Battles for like maybe like 60 people. You know, just like a private wow. party. Like, you know. But Will said that the Battles guys were really, really cool. I bet. Yeah. Awesome. And, awesome. And that they hit it off. I mean, I love the music. So however they do it. You do. So, so your final verdict on at least the first album, I don't know. How, I your, gave a couple other ones a listen, but then I was like, you know what? I want to go back to this 2007 one that, that was the same cover art that Got it. you know you guys had shown Got me. It. I will get I will get through their entire catalog, I'm sure, in the next week or so. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nick. Yeah, you do that. Greg, <laughs> what uh, loop-based madness do you have for us? Well, I came across this article on Billboard.com about hardcore music, which is not something that's usually talked about in Billboard. It had a picture of a, a band that I've grown to love over the last two years named Code Orange mm-hmm. as kind of like the featured act. It talked about the mm-hmm. history of hardcore music and where it's been and where it's going. And hardcore is something that is very, very specific if you start doing a little bit of research and it's sort of it borders on punk it borders on metal yeah it borders on very politically charged music it's safe to say that most of the people that get into those scenes are typically very anti-establishment and <laughs> they're all looking for this like cathartic yeah scene to be a part of and it's actually right. like for for a very violent type of sound is actually like very inclusive. Um, yeah. Well, I was I was curious. Could you provide provide a distinction for us? I can say that I'm not even going to pretend like I could tell you what is or is not hardcore. Like because I know that there's a lot of contentious discussion regarding that. But what what is it? What is it? What makes hardcore? What what 
versus like not. Yeah, is, and is, is there the like a like what is, is it? there like a Rolling Stones of hardcore? Is there like the quintessential band? It's not. I wouldn't necessarily say right off the bat that there's one quintessential band that like started it. It kind of was born out of. I would say that there's bands that are sort of the borders surrounding okay. it. Bands like Minor Threat. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of a pre-Fugazi punk band. Mm-hmm. Bad Brains. Mm-hmm. These are both like DC bands. Actually, like, you know, DC was kind of the breeding ground for the original hardcore right, right. scene. Hmm. Black Flag. Sure. With Henry Rollins, you know. It's more. It's not even just a music style. It's, it's, it's more of a lifestyle. An ethos, and a lot, yeah. oftentimes it's based on sobriety and it's a whole, it's a, if you go to a hardcore show, that's when you know it's hardcore because there are... <laughs> The mosh pits are like they're beyond mosh pits. Like people are are like spinning around with their legs <laughs> out, you know. And yeah, it's wild. Yeah, you know, I've been to like one or two. So in I my know life, that it had its kind of heyday back in the '80s. And this article was kind of trying to paint the picture that it's having a bit of a resurgence now. I mean, do you do you buy that? Um, yeah. Well, it had it had a lot of popularity in uh, it when it's it started in the '80s, you know, and it was kind of underground, you know. But then, like, you know, when I was in high school in the late 90s, I started hearing about bands like Earth Crisis and Tree and these bands. And I was like, what's up with these bands? And they're like, oh, they're like these really, these guys are really passionate about the environment. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Hmm. what? Like, you know, so because they sound like really hard. I mean, that's cool, you know, that that they were. But I just thought it was an interesting, you know, stance to, to make your whole band about, especially when the music was really heavy. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. But yes, Jay, there is a resurgence of bands, including Code Orange, who I mentioned before, who is out of Pittsburgh. They were nominated for a Grammy last year, Best wow. New Artist. Wow. Yeah. Best These guys new are artist? serious, man. I saw Period. them open for Meshuga. Wow. Uh, they are amazing. Very, very cool band. The drummer is like the lead. They all, they all sing. There's a girl in the band mm-hmm. with like this fiery red mop, and she's like hardcore and screams. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then there's a band from Baltimore called Turnstile, okay. which has gotten a lot of buzz, and they they sound amazing. I've actually never caught them live. I somehow keep missing them, but I really want to. Yeah, I definitely, um, the one guy that I knew, I, I guess I knew a couple guys from back when I lived in Baltimore who were really into the hardcore scene, but one of the guys that I used to work with at a music store, he, I, I remember him talking about Turnstile like nonstop for a long time, so... Oh. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, and a lot of these bands. I mean, I just kind of know the names. I, I can't say that I really have ever jumped into the music. Right. Right. So what? What has the resurgence been attributed to? I think it's just the fact that people are looking for. It's the same thing that started it. They're just trying to build their own scene based around like the cathartic, mm-hmm. the idea of like a musical catharsis with your scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and bringing these people together for these really crazy sometimes intimate but sometimes bigger shows and i you know they throw these events that are usually like all day and like 30 bands will play mm-hmm. <laughs> right right um you know and that's how some of these scenes are there's also like i mean kind of unrelated is like sort of the doom metal scene mm-hmm. you know and that's a whole nother thing that's going on right now with it's like stoner metal to the extreme or like these bands are just playing in tunings that are so low <laughs> right. and their songs are so slow yeah. um hmm. But it's awesome. And that's interesting. You know I mean? <laughs> that's interesting that if the scene is having a resurgence now, does that reflect the original surge of these bands was in, you know, early Reagan's 1980s? You know, the, yeah. the fact that it's reflected now in Trump's 
you know, America of 2020 and 2019, that that's why this is having a resurgence. Well, and I got two things from the article, which is a fantastic article. One was that my first thought was, well, you know, genres are cyclical. What, What was popular will come back around again. But then the second thing was when they talked about the hardcore adjacent idea. And what actually that that got me thinking about, because a lot of people that stumble upon this are watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. And YouTube's algorithm, as we know from commentary regarding conspiracy theory, you know, wormholes, sure. is that you start off watching one thing and it quickly takes you to this place that you maybe didn't expect to go in the first place. I would argue this is a positive yeah. <laughs> version sure. of that same concept where... You know, you find this like hardcore adjacent and you really dig it and you click on that next related video and that's a truly hardcore band. Yeah. And now you're in. That's really interesting. And now right. you're in. Yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. cool. That was and something I, I found really interesting in that article too was that uh, so many of these bands are trying to incorporate or they almost want to look for the dissolution of a genre label period. You know, that, mm-hmm. right. you know, they're trying to incorporate elements of rap or uh, new metal from the late nineties or, you know, whatever it is. And it's stuff that, you know, for people who actually had to grow up through the new metal era, you know, was kind of repulsive, but you know, mm-hmm. to younger kids, that's just another thing that they can grab cool. from their palate. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a really, really, really interesting article. When you see like a, a band like code orange though, it is like, you're like, oh, the kids are are all right, <laughs> you know. What I mean, <laughs> when you li- mm-hmm. when you listen to their record, you're like, this is awesome, you know. I mean, they they have an album called Forever, and I'm gonna play a, a track from that. We're gonna play, we're gonna listen to it, and uh, it's one of the best metal albums I've ever heard. And it came out like wow. two years ago. It's the one they got nominated for. It has like a really great shape to it as far as a record. Wow. Um. It definitely brings in like elements of industrial. Like it reminds me of a Nine Inch Nails record sometimes. What's that album called again, Greg? The album's called Forever. Forever, cool. You know, you'll see, you'll hear them like through on the record. They'll be like, you know, the name of the band is Code Orange, right? And they're just like, Code Orange is forever. Like that's the whole, thing. you know, what I mean? that's their whole thing. Is that they're just like proclaiming? They're like like putting a flag in the soil, you know? What I mean, just <laughs> like awesome. they're here to stand up, right? <laughs> and and then and they make it their mission to like call out all the other bands that are phony and that like are using backing tracks and you know what I mean? Wow. That's and how they, you make friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. well, Sorry. you know what? That's how they make that's how they're making a lot of fans that's right yeah because it's like yeah. in that yeah. scene in that scene you know what i mean like it's all about who's the like the tough guy you know yeah yeah and i i heard mm-hmm. that on the the new album they're working on it's they're just calling out battles oh yeah dude the entire oh, side battles is getting it really bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they call themselves the thinners of the herd that's like their their whole thing nice. like and that. uh anyway um but they're, they're really interesting uh jay if you can if you've got that uh, track that you can pull up for me i'd love to hear that absolutely man code code orange is called new reality
And for the kids out anyway, there, Greg, yeah. uh, uh, how would you count that last section there? It's all four. It's all in four. Right, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a r- just, really long four, right? It's, yeah. It, the, it's yeah, just, it's like... Yeah, that's Dang it, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no, it's four. No, that's four. That's, <laughs> that's totally the, you four. You have to keep the horns moving, like, steady. You can't mix it up, right? We learned that from a sugar. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, and you know, that's we did. The, the one thing that they did, though, that maybe threw you off is that they have crazy tempo shifts. Yes, they do. You know, which is pretty sweet, actually. That's, it's so cool, man. Are you kidding? It, like, when I yeah, watched really, them, that, actually, like, once the chorus came in, it was like, all right, I like that. <laughs> my my brother was standing next to me when we watched them, and and uh, when they hit that section in that song, he he like leaned in, he was like, new, uh, new tempo, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, guys, you know, we we try to present thematic shows, so we we. Yeah. We've right. been attacking the hard rock, you know, pretty solidly. We got battles, battles, hardcore, talking about electronics, looping, and what do you got? And Jay? so I wanted to talk about uh, my my two year old son's favorite show. Uh, it's called okay. Ask the Storybots. <laughs> oh, what the? <laughs> That's my topic for this week, and I and I do this unashamedly Sweet. as a as a new father, you know, because this is a new okay. thing oh. for me. And something that I was... Li- Embrace it, man. Embrace well, it. I, yeah. I have. I have. It was something that I was not worried about, but just, you know, my older sister has three kids, and I've seen the kind of programming that she indoctrinates them with, uh, <clears throat> Disney, and I didn't want Ben to grow up with any of that crap. So as soon as he started getting interested in watching shows and I needed to distract him, I immediately tried to delve into what was the best programming out there and I, and I very early on settled on on the storybots and it for those of you who aren't familiar with them it's it's now a show on Netflix called Ask, Ask the Storybots it was created by these two guys Greg and Evan Spiridelis and you might have heard their names before from early pre web 2.0 internet back in 2004 mm-hmm. they had this viral video of uh, John Kerry and George Bush parodying the Woody Guthrie song This Land is Your Land and it was like a viral hit back before there was even like YouTube I mean I guess YouTube existed in some way but uh, anyway they kind of got to start making these funny little parody joke videos and eventually they turned that into this company called Jib Jab and then they Mm -hmm. wanted to make some money so they started making they created a digital greeting card company where you could paste people's photos onto cartoon characters. Yes. Yeah, and that's how they kind of got hmm. some money and some traction. I remember that. Okay. Jib jab. I do too. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like in the recesses of everybody's pre <laughs> internet memory. Well, it was like it was like this 6 or 9 month window of time where that was the emails you would get from old yes. friends you haven't heard from. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they, they eventually parlayed that in, in between 2000, let's say, six or seven when that was going on, and 2012, they both had kids of their own, and they decided, hey, we can, we can make funny videos. Let's start making funny kids' videos, because we didn't like the crap that was out there. And they wanted to make like a, a kind of new Sesame Street for the digital age was their, was their idea. So they started, Mm -hmm. in 2012, they started making little shorts, and they started with the idea of these story bots, which are these little miniature robots that go around and they learn things about the world around. And the first set of videos that they they made was one video for every letter of the alphabet. 
and this is Ben's one of his favorite series. So I, I wanted to play a couple couple clips for those of you who aren't in the know. And and I do want to give okay. mad props to they have a couple different guys that do the composing for this series. And they're all brilliant. The guy that I know is his name is Gabe Sokoloff. And he's just a composer. He's done a bunch of commercials that you've seen before, but you don't, you, you would never know him. Wouldn't, yeah. yeah, wouldn't know. Too. And um, I mean, just really, really clever lyrics. Very smart. This clip I'm going to play here. This is called "Crazy for C." This is uh, the one based on the letter C, and this is nice because they're all like one minute long. Okay, uh, but this will give you a taste of. Uh, some of the stuff they do. Crazy for C. Calculating coordinates for commencing contact with the letter C. I'm crazy for C. He's crazy. Crazy for C. Google crazy. Come along with me. Come on. And get crazy for C. I like coconuts. So crazy. And crab cakes too. With a crunchy. So that's, I mean, that's like standard. Wow. If we're going, if we're taking sure. a ride down to the grocery store, Benjamin gets in the back and he says, A, which means he wants to hear the amazing A song followed by all the rest of the letters. Oh, he's just saying hi. Gotcha, gotcha. No, no, he's very specific. Hey! <laughs> but what, 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 is he, what, what does he say when he wants to hear Code Orange? Orange <laughs> is, his, is his way of saying orange now. So he says, Orange. And that's, that's actually a, a fantastic segue, because after they had success with these series of alphabet videos, then they branched into other mm -hmm. topics, takes on classic songs like Wheels in the Bus, Outer Space, Animals, and eventually they got to the colors. And I should say that you know, each of these videos, they're only a minute long, but what's so brilliant about them is each one of them is in a different type of medium. So they have some that are like claymation, some that are like 3D CGI animation, some that are like paper right. cutouts, some that are just regular traditional 2D animation. Hmm. So it's 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 always something new and fresh on the screen and it's always a different look and you can see that the artists really have a lot of fun with it. They take inspiration from like some of the ones look like obviously like a Ren and Stimpy rip, rip off, you know, oh, or cool. they were going for a SpongeBob yeah, yeah. look in this one. Mm -hmm. But right uh, on. one of the when this song would come on, I would always come running in because I just I just love this track. It's from the Colors album. And the, the name of the song is uh, Love is Red. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I, I actually genuinely love this song. Love is Red. Excellent. Cue it up. I love the music. Just let it start. Just let it start. Listen with your head. And the love that's in your heart. Cause that love is red. 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 Another color that we call primary Red for peppers, that's really hot And when you see a red light, that means stop Give someone you like a big red rose Red for Santa and a clown's red nose Red for ketchup and tomatoes Red for fire, don't touch that stove Fire trucks, red for danger Red for hearts and red for anger Red for Mars and ladybugs Red for lobster and red for love I love the music yeah, that's if you, nice. you want a glimpse inside the mind of Jay Rossman, it's uh, 90% wow. just hey. that song going on repeat. 
that gets you running in. Apparently, that's that, no, that's that's fun. So, okay, so can I ask sure. a question? What what about as a very uh, somebody that puts a lot of time and effort into thinking about these kinds of things? What was it about the Storybots, you know, versus other production studios, if you will? Was it just their like their creative process? Like, wh- what was it about them that was like this is the one thing that I want my kid to be able to it, sit down it's and watch? The amount of creativity that's clearly put into the programming. So another one of his favorite song or shows is uh, Super Y, which I'm sure you've seen before. But mm-hmm. I mean, not, of course. Like, I, I'm not joking when I say 75% of an episode of Super Y is basically the same recycled content every single episode, right? They just had these like little right, set piece things, yeah. you know, like, okay, we're going to the magical yeah. land of the super readers now. And they'll spend five minutes driving in their spaceships. It's the same content every single time. <laughs> but like for, for Storybots, it's brand new content from start to finish every single time. And it's different, every, you know, it changes every five minutes. So they'll start with the well, beginning he, of a he, story and then they'll go to a music video and then they'll go to a, like a little clip and then they'll go to a kid. And they, it's just really clever. Does he connect yeah. as, as as well with that? Because, I mean, the, the reason why the, those shows do that repetition is because, you know, all of the studies about, it. you know, this is how you get a kid to feel comforted by like the repeated yeah. content and this is how you get them to learn by repeating it and having themes so that they can follow along. Yeah. The, the first hook that he had was there's five story bots that lead the story. And there's Beep and Bing, okay. Bang, Boop, and Bo. And uh, Boop, Makes Boop sense. is the little red uh, story bot. He doesn't say any lines. All he does is just go, Boop. He's just the he's the uh-huh. grumpy one. So, you know, he goes, just okay. goes, Boop. So back whenever Ben couldn't <laughs> say anything, he would just go, Boop. So he thought Boop was hilarious. And Got it. Boop is hmm. integrated into the, the theme song. And so he, the first thing that he gra- gravitated to was the theme song. Love it. And but wow. now he's seen all the episodes so many dang times. <laughs> now he can act out mm-hmm. every single episode from start to finish. So. Which is My what man. you were hoping for. To, to go back to your question of, of why I like this more than other kids shows is because they don't dumb it down. Like each episode, mm-hmm. they're exploring some different topic that a kid suggests, right? So it could be why is the sky blue or what is electricity or what happens to poop whenever it goes down the toilet. And they don't, mm-hmm. they don't, they really don't dub it down. Like for the electricity episode, which stars Ed Norton, by the way, as the, the shady electronics oh. sales, salesman, um, <laughs> they awesome. actually go down to the mm-hmm. level of individual atoms and they have the grumpy electrons who are really negative and then they got the really happy positive, right. the protons, and then Ned the neutron, oh. who's like, you know, basically like <laughs> Whatever, <man. laughs> the dude from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. And uh, right. so, you know, I know that he doesn't get that at two. But I like the fact that mm-hmm. they're not trying to like dumb it down at all, and they have a really clever, cool. clever way of, yeah. of presenting it in an entertaining way. Awesome! Right on, man. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. I, I just wanted cool. to play it for anybody who has a kid and no, in the great. range of like two to, I would say seven or eight. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's the best program on available on the internet. Right? I got a nice. handful in that range. Yeah. I got a handful in that, and I've actually heard about Storybots. I think not just from you, but I've heard about them before. And, <laughs> So it's been something I've been meaning to check out, which in, in this case I they're he- I shall check they're it huge. out. They're huge, and if you if you don't have a net- podcast recommended, if it. you don't have a Netflix subscription, there all their videos, most of their videos are for free on the YouTube, because that's where they kind of got their start before they got picked up by Netflix. Right. Like my little boy's four and a half, and he's really into the Nightmare Before Christmas right oh, now. Oh wow! Which seems well, he like would love kind of early. Same type of animation. Yeah, it's um. It, it first, I'm I mean that movie's that. like twenty five years old, and it holds up. Wow. I have, I just watched it like five times. You know, twenty five. <laughs> it's still Burn, yeah. Geez. And you know who do, who makes all the music for it, right? I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's all Danny Elfman. Oh, that's right. Of course. 
Oh. And yeah, so okay. the music, you know, uh, we were listening to the soundtrack driving around. He just, it's all he wants to hear. And I'm listening to the first song. I was like, dude, they haven't even started singing yet. And it's already been in like six different keys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the you music know, in like, that wow. is brilliant. And so like for me, I'm like, I'm getting just as much out of it as he is. You That's know, yeah. <laughs> it's great when you can find that nice overlap where you as a parent. You both enjoy it. Yeah. I can also enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise yeah, yeah, it can be yeah. a real drag, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad That's you guys sure. found that. It's great when it's great when brilliant weirdos have kids and start making content for their that are appropriate exactly. for their children. That's, exactly, right. it's fun because exactly. you yeah. can see that That's they're fun. having fun and mm-hmm. and putting a lot of effort into it. And you can enjoy it with your kids and not have to worry about f bombs and stuff. like exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, unlike yeah. this show, yeah, right. exactly. So unlike this show. For my for my last song for the play out song, I'm gonna have to play another story about song. It's gonna be one of Ben's favorites. It's all about the planets. It's all the the different planets of the solar system and they all do a different rap and please keep your ears open for um mercury doing a fantastic eminem impression but before we do that <laughs> i just i didn't know i no, didn't no, know no, no, no this is good this is good this is good this is good this is keeping us honest we we want to make sure that we we fill the last part of our show is in with how you can get in touch with us. So, Greg, Yo. how can you get in touch with... You should check it out. Uh, you, you can email to. us at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You should check it out. On Instagram. Also on Twitter. And uh, if you can't find us there for any reason, just type in www.youshouldcheckitout.com and it'll bring you to our anchor page where you can hear our episodes and get in touch with us that way. Yes, sir. Links over to the social media. Yes, sir. Greg, you doing anything this week? You playing any place? I'd love to uh, let people know if anybody's in the El Paso, Texas area, I'm playing with a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band at Speaking Rock Casino on December 14th. And that's awesome. free, like if you're just at the casino. Uh, it fills up, though, so get there early. And then the 20th, for anybody who's in the L.A. area, I'm playing at a place called Molly's with a band called Fast Ride, and we're actually opening up for one of Scott Ian's side projects, Scott wow, Ian from the band Anthrax. Oh, nice. And that's what I've got going on. <laughs> cool, man. And Nick, what are you doing this weekend, man? Dude, I'm going to uh, I'm going to New York tomorrow to check out some jazz. So I'm going to talk about that next oh, week. It'll be fun. yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Wow, lucky. Absolutely. Jay, you got anything? I'm going to be home watching Storybots on repeat. All right, guys. We'll have a great week. Thanks for uh, your efforts. Thanks for a good time, and thanks for hearing me out about Storybots. Of course, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thanks, man. And this is uh, the story of our solar system. It's the planets by the Storybots. We can see the whole solar system from here. I think we can hear it from here, too. We are the planets of the solar system. Different sizes for everyone. The music never ends. We are such good friends. And we all orbit the sun. Here comes the sun, rapping first on this track from the beginning. I'm the center of the solar system, planets be spinning around me. So hot, I'm roasting, you see. Now I pass a mic to the planet closest to me. Mercury, the smallest planet, small as Earth's moon. I get super hot and cold, and it's been very slow. I'm Venus, I got mountains and volcanoes that spray. I'm the same size as Earth, but it's been the opposite way. Yeah, I'm Earth, I'm the home to every boy and girl. Such a beautiful, beautiful world.
I'm Mars, a red planet. I got deserts and ice, and I've got two moons. That's like one moon of twice. I'm Jupiter, the biggest planet. I'm humongous, gargantuan. I spin the fastest, rap the fastest, plus I'm handsome. Blam, son. Oh, please, I'm Saturn. Check out my beautiful rings, made up of billions of rocks, dust, and other things. I'm Uranus. I say that with pride. Okay, I lied. I'm embarrassed because I'm the only planet lying on its side. I'm Neptune. I'm cold, dark, windy, and mysterious. I'm very stormy, so bring an umbrella. I'm serious. We are the planets of the solar system. Different sizes for everyone. The music never ends. We are such good friends. And we all orbit the sun. Well, we are done.